At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your Friday Night Smackdown post show for February 16, 2024. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, Coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Friday nights, wherever you may be. And we got a round of applause and a holy shit chant for Ali with a $100 bomb already before the doors even open. Hey, JD, this $100 bomb goes to you because I always say this, you are the true GOAT. Of the IWC because nobody does it better than you. Hashtag OTS for life. Ali, thank you. And I know. Thank you, man. And also. And also, we can't forget. Happy birthday. To the one and only. Chi-Town Smark. Jesse. Turning 21 years old today, man. It's amazing how Jesse has found the fountain of youth in Chicago, man. It must be all that horrendous deep dish pizza that he's had to consume over the years, man. It's got to be doing wonders for him. I can't figure it out. So uh, nobody, nobody is making drinks in the venue tonight because Jesse's usually the one that's handling that. I don't know, man. I don't know what you guys are going to do. Go help yourself, man. It's uh, every man for himself back there, I guess. Just be respectful, please, and put the fucking bottle back where you got it, okay? Seriously. I'm going to be taking inventory later, all right? If I see anything missing, I'm going to get rid of all of you. Happy birthday to Jesse. He's going to have a stream. Going to mention this now and probably again later. Jesse's going to have a stream later after I'm done here because... You know, he uh, he doesn't want to impede on what we're doing here, man. You know, he doesn't want he doesn't want to steal away my viewers, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's that's a Jesse should be a fucking comedian, man. Jesse, Jesse should be a fucking stand-up comedian. Anyway, he's gonna have a stream, and he's gonna be doing some pro wrestling talk over there, hanging out, having some crown royale, and uh, I will link you guys when this stream is nearing its conclusion, so you guys can go over there and raid him. 
for his uh, 21st birthday, man. Happy birthday, brother. Anyway, let's get into this SmackDown show tonight, man. Thank you guys for joining me on your Friday nights. Um, You know, it's, it's pretty crazy, honestly. I am always being monitored. I guess that comes with the territory, man. I can't, uh, I can't win with some people in the community, honestly. No matter what I say, no matter how I feel, there's always going to be some, someone that is unhappy with how I go about things or unhappy with what I said and take it out of context. They'll clip 20 seconds. Meanwhile, they don't get to the fucking full point I was trying to make. It is what it is. It comes with the territory, like I said, but I didn't enjoy SmackDown tonight. I thought SmackDown was very underwhelming. And yes, for all the all the geeks out there that claim, oh, well, JD doesn't say anything bad about, about SmackDown. I didn't like it. I didn't like a lot on this show tonight. I thought it was pretty fucking boring, to be quite honest with you. The only reason anybody tuned in tonight was because of Roman Reigns and The Rock. They were advertised for the show tonight. And we're going to get into what they said a little bit later, okay? We're going to dissect the promo, and we're going to go over everything that The Rock said. Which basically was a lot of nothing. He didn't really say much of anything. But, you know, you know, I say something like that. You know, I'll sit here and tell you, well, The Rock didn't really say much of anything. And you, I, I know for a fact I haven't even been on Twitter since I went live. All I did was tweet the fucking, the, the link to the stream out. Guarantee it. You're going to get people, oh, um, what do you want him to say? They got, they got six weeks of a WrestleMania build, J.D. Let me tell you guys something. When I watch a show and we get a major development that happened last week, the major development was Triple H came out and used a bunch of one-liners indirectly to Dwayne. It doesn't matter what seat you're sitting at. Everything goes through me. Know your role and all that other nonsense that he was talking about last week. Imagine having such a big storyline development come out where we all think this power struggle is going to advance the story. That happened last week. Seven days ago. I enjoyed Triple H's promo more than I did... Anything else on that show? I'm like, there you go. Love it. Now let's see what The Rock and let's see what Roman Reigns has to say. You get something like that seven days ago and then you get to this week's show. What are you guys expecting The Rock to go out there and do? I mean, he slapped Cody. Cody didn't say anything about The Rock outside, oh, well, if you're going to slap me, I'm going to slap you right back, is all he said. That's all 
Cody said last week, or this week, rather, on Monday, it's all he did. He promised Rock he was going to slap him back. As he should. He's a man who got disrespected in Las Vegas. Imagine thinking we were going to get some storyline advancement after what Triple H said last week, only for The Rock to come out there and basically say a lot of nothing. Imagine watching one of your favorite shows and a big development happens and then you wait all week to see the next installment of what happened, the follow-up to what happened, and then you don't get anything. Do you think you're going to get something on the taped show that you're going to get on Friday because everybody's going to be in Perth? Next week's show is going to be an even bigger waste of time than this week's show is going to be. So then that means The Rock didn't say anything about Triple H this week. He will not say anything about Triple H next week. And then we got to wait another week, which would be two and a half weeks, three weeks almost, for us to get some sort of explanation as to why The Rock took anger towards Triple H and the things that he said last week. That is inexcusable. I don't give a shit how you want to make The Rock's promo out to be. I don't give a shit how you thought The Rock's promo was great. I don't give a shit how you fucking decode and decipher what The Rock said and try to make sense out of the nonsensical things he said tonight. I'm here to give you Common fucking sense. Did we not deserve The Rock to come on out and say anything about what Triple H said last week? Because what Triple H said to my fucking ears was a lot that needed to be addressed. No, but everybody's blinded by the fact that Dwayne wore his Hollywood vest and The Rock went out there and made fun of the Mormons and their fucking 500 wives. I'm sorry, I don't see how shitting on Mormons, the Utah Jazz, and the San Francisco 49ers, and the Royal Rumble has anything to do with what Triple H said last week. Now we gotta wait three weeks until we get some sort of rebuttal from Dwayne Johnson. If that, it may be even longer. You know, I get all the people on social media that are probably half my age and they got the fucking IQ of a fucking pencil, but I'm not here to give you half-assed fucking content. I watch, I address, I dissect, and then I relay. So I'm following this very, very closely. So we got the pivot from the original plan of Rock and Roman, which was the original plan from day one, Right back to Cody and Roman. And then we get the pivot to Las Vegas because they gave Rock the fucking title match. I want to take everything from Roman, but not at WrestleMania. Then they pivoted back to Cody and Roman. Great job. So we go Rock Roman. Cody wins the Rumble. It's Rock Roman. 
then Cody Roman, then it's Rock Roman again, now it's Cody Roman again. So four fucking pivots, four changes in the month of January. We didn't get an explanation for Cody basically giving up his WrestleMania match to Dwayne. We got to decode and decipher that on our own. Because WWE wants to sweep that under the fucking rug and doesn't want to give you an explanation for it. Now you're asking me to sit here and be negligent in my analysis. You want me to overlook it? You want me to sweep it under the rug like WWE did that one? And you want me to sweep this week under the rug after what Triple H said last week and The Rock came out this week and said nothing about what Triple H said last week? Shirt thing, guy. Shirt thing. I'm not this social media fucking geek who pays for Twitter blue and farms for engagement. I'm here to give you the fucking logic of what you're watching. Everything that happened tonight did not make sense. I don't give a shit if The Rock is playing Hollywood Rock and he wants to denounce Cody and denounce the Royal Rumble and anything else. The simple fact that he did not follow up on what Triple H said last week, and we now have to wait three weeks for him to address what I find to be a major fucking deal. That's a fucking fail. I don't know what ride Dwayne is taking us on, but holy shit, man. If I'm in the dark horse, the front end of the fucking car is already fucked up. So many fucking potholes on this road to WrestleMania already. And I can't wait to see some fucking geek on social media clip this show, take me out of context, and make it seem like I hated what Dwayne said. No, I didn't hate what Dwayne said because I've been asking for Hollywood Rock for as long as you've been asking for Hollywood Rock. But the context of what he said made absolutely zero sense. And all the people that got the IQ of a fucking goddamn eraser, it's going to go right over your head and you're not going to care about anything that fucking should matter. And all you care about, oh, look, he's wearing the Ricky Starks vest. Oh, look, Hollywood Rock. Ha, 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 ha. What are you, 12? You know, I'm a grown man. I want logic. I want explanation. They didn't give us Cody explaining why he gave his title shot up to The Rock. I'm supposed to come up with my own reason by myself. Or like the fucking idiots online, they even did it with that one. Oh, well, he came out and called bullshit on that. He took tribal counsel from The Rock and The Rock screwed him. All right, but yeah, that, that's fantastic. That's great. What am I? What am I supposed to write their own fucking storylines? Why can't Cody tell me that himself? He already came off like a fucking idiot. He gave his title match up to The Rock. So what? What difference does it make if he explains how much of an idiot he is after that? You gotta fuck. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. 
Parker, engineering your success. Follow up! You got to! I don't really understand all these fucking people. You know, you don't want a story? What's the story? We got nothing as far as a fucking story. Rock is joining Roman. The only thing I got as far as the story is they're the bloodline. That's it. How many weeks till WrestleMania? We got all of March, right? That's four weeks. Six weeks. Now, now you want to take another additional three weeks? Three weeks to give us some sort of explanation from Dwayne to Triple H. Unless, unless they're just going to ignore this one as well. I wouldn't be fucking surprised. So that's my gripe. That's my gripe with The Rock tonight. Did I enjoy The Rock's promo? Sure. I laughed. I chuckled. I smiled. It's not all doom and gloom on this side of YouTube. There's a reason why we got 3,400 fucking people in here because most of these people know that I'm going to give them the cold hard truth. And if you don't like it, go kick marbles. Don't care. It's not my fucking problem. You can't decipher what is good and what is bad. That's what you got me here for because you're not going to hear it from anybody else. I love Hollywood Rock. It was the one character that The Rock had that he played that we didn't get long enough. And now seemingly he's going to be back well past WrestleMania is what I'm presuming. He's going to be Hollywood Rock for a while. I'm here for the long game. But man, oh man, this game is starting off, man. Level one and Roman and Rock have already gone through multiple lives. They're basically running out of lives here. You better start using some fucking cheat codes. Because I'm going to need some explanation. Stat. Everybody seems to think that WWE could get away because, oh, it's The Rock. Oh, it's Roman. Oh, it's Cody. But if you don't have the foundation of a story week to week with explanation week to week, the match is going to end up half of what it truly could be. WWE did the same fucking thing and I remember it vividly with Roman and John Cena. Seriously. Remember that when they wrestled at SummerSlam? They didn't do anything. There was zero story there. WWE rode the coattails of John Cena being back and put him in the ring with Roman Reigns because that was the biggest match that that Roman could do at the time. And they did it with zero story. They thought... One week of promo and highlights and graphics between the two. That was going to be enough. No, I'm not letting them go by here. I'm not. I'm not letting them get away with this. We're grown men. We understand the fucking story. We understand the product. 
If you're not delivering your part of the deal here as far as giving us an explanation, I'm not going to sit here and be blinded like half of the fucking social media virgins out there who want to fucking cry, oh, well, this is why The Rock did this, and this is why The Rock said this. There's no fucking explanation. Zero. You can sit there and cry, oh, JD hates this. He's wrong about this. I ain't wrong about a fucking goddamn thing. I'm not saying I'm batting a thousand. But man, oh man, if you guys are sitting here liking what you're getting so far, you got a whole story so far that's been made out of fucking garbage because they wanted to go in a different direction. We didn't allow them to. And now they're not even fucking telling the proper story when they corrected course. No, but I'm supposed to sit back and be like everybody else, right? Like lemmings. Following the leader right off the fucking mountain. Fuck out of here. I built a reputation and a goddamn podcast that is fucking great. Based on being different and going against what everybody said. Everybody wants to paint this fucking picture that it's WrestleMania. It can't be wrong. Motherfucker, when they don't give you a story... That came out of legitimately last week's show and follow up on what Triple H, the fucking chief content officer, who's never on television. If you can't follow up on that, you expect them to make sense of this storyline three weeks from now. Cody ain't doing it. Honestly, honestly, you know who's putting in the most work here? The guy who's the fourth fucking wheel. Out of everybody in this goddamn cinema that WWE is painting this picture of. The guy who's given us the most logic. The guy who's given us the most sense. The guy who's given us the most dialogue. The guy that's given us everything that he's needed and he's not even involved. The guy who's done more than both Rock, Roman, and Cody all combined. Seth Rollins. Imagine that. Seth Rollins has given you more than all three of these guys combined. No, but that's okay to you. You Guys, better open your fucking eyes. Open your eyes. You don't like what I have to say? Sorry, man. Sorry that it doesn't fit your narrative. I'm supposed to like everything because it's Dwayne. And oh my God, Rock and Roman are in the bloodline. How can JD hate on it? Oh my God, what a party pooper, pal. This is supposed to be the new WWE, right? This is supposed to be the new era. Triple H was out there two weeks ago saying that this is going to be the greatest WrestleMania of all time. That we're entering a new era. The Rock has been proclaiming on social media that this is going to be the wild ride. Shut your candy asses up and go for a ride. Enjoy the ride that I'm going to take you on. What's the ride? What's the ride? As far as I'm concerned, I'm in the fucking dark horse riding down the road to WrestleMania. I'm already looking at fucking $6,000 worth of fucking damage with all the goddamn potholes that I've come across. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. You don't like what I have to say. 
Tough shit. You're more animated about the storyline than about Vince's sexually assaulting people. Chill out, bro. James Chrysler, man, you must be uh, a newbie here, man. You must be a fucking newbie, bro. Oh, my goodness. Get that fucking guy out of the venue forever. Who the fuck do you think has been on Team Anti-Vince for the last 12 to 18 months since that story broke, bro? Who do you think? The guy that they claimed was a conspiracy theorist. The guy that they claimed didn't know anything. The guy who claimed Vince is still running the show when everybody, including Sap, wanted to call me out saying that I don't know anything. Sure thing, guy. Sure thing. Get him the fuck out. What would you like me to do? Would you like me to go steal court documents from the fucking uh, Janelle Grant court case and read them to you? You want me to go digging for Janelle Grant and get an interview so you guys can fucking be satisfied with the level of reporting that we're getting? You got to be out of your fucking mind with that one. Seriously. I'm sorry, I don't see what Vince has to do with this. We're talking about The Rock and Roman and WrestleMania. We did three huge streams about Vince McMahon in the week that it happened. We totaled 20,000 live viewers on YouTube alone. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he got hit with the Mario death tune. James is out of lives. He didn't even make it past world one, stage one. Get him out. It's rainy outside the venue, man. I hope you brought a fucking umbrella. Thank you guys very much for joining me on your Friday night. We're going to go over what the rock had to say later on, but I wanted to get that point across to you guys, okay? And I know the haters are watching, man. I dare you. Clip it. Clip it. Clip it. I dare you to clip it. And if you do, include the entire rant so that I actually make a point that no one can refute. Shit, I may fucking clip it. Follow me on social media, man. At JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. We are 100 subscribers away from 156,000 subscribers. Go check out all the content on the channel. There is plenty more coming this weekend. We got some OTS Extra coming up this weekend. Hit that thumbs up. 766 likes. Try and get to 1,000. I know you guys got it in you, man. Let's get to 1,000 tonight here on the SmackDown Post. Super chats are open. Get them on in. Memberships, always accepting memberships to the beautiful OTS venue. And make sure you guys check out my sponsor for tonight's show, Manscaped. Manscaped.com. 
Code SCRIPT20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. I just got the rough draft. Oh, my goodness, man. I just got the rough draft for the new TNT Tuesday Night Titans intro, man. When I say that Drew and I landed the best intro in the game, holy shit, man. You guys are going to be fucking blown away by what is coming, man. Oh, my goodness. Gives the whole fucking show a brand new identity. Love it. Yet, still so elegant and beautiful that it fits into the entire OTS universe. Can't wait for you guys to see it. That should be uh, hopefully with the next couple of weeks. Definitely by March, we'll have a new intro, which is basically, uh, it'll be here before you know it. Now, let's get on to SmackDown, which I thought sucked tonight. I should have played Red Skies at the beginning of the stream. I did not because I didn't want to hear people's fucking mouths. I thought SmackDown sucked tonight outside the opening match. And then, obviously, with the Rock and Roman, we waited all night for that. And that's basically what we got. And we were even underwhelmed with that because he didn't give us an explanation in regards to Triple H. So we'll pick it up at the top here. Elimination Chamber qualifying match between Kevin Owens and Dominic Mysterio. Dominic's been going around saying he's going to win the Elimination Chamber. He's going to challenge Seth Rollins for the World's Heavyweight title and bring a world title to the Judgment Day so that he can match Mommy, Rhea Ripley. I will say this. Dominic, to me, is still very, very green in the ring. And you could see where he is green, and you can see things that he does. And I'm, I'm looking, and I'm saying, all right, you know, he's not really, he's not really all there yet. He's not. But I will say this about Dominic. You take him from this year which is something that I I always look back on. You look back at the last year. Go look at Dominic last February, and then look at him this February. He's obviously improving, which is the one thing that I think we can all comfortably say. Dominic is improving. And it doesn't hurt that he's in the ring with somebody like Kevin Owens, who's always fucking great and never delivers a bad match, ever. I thought this was I thought this was really good stuff. I wouldn't say it was great. The crowd was great. Owens is great. And Dominic stood on his own. Very good. And I thought this resulted in a very good elimination chamber qualifying match between these two guys. Another thing I did like about this is I love the fact that WWE even with the women tonight Gave the Elimination Chamber matches a lot of time to breathe. And the reason why I like this is because if you think back to when WWE did Elimination Chamber qualifying matches when Vince and Bruce were in charge, you'd maybe see matches last four minutes, five minutes, tops. This match went almost 15 minutes to start SmackDown. Tiffany Stratton and Zelina Vega got nine minutes. Naomi and Alba Fire got like eight minutes. Obviously not 15 like the, the like the men got, but especially with this one, The Miz and Logan Paul, I mean, we went 15 minutes almost between both of the men's matches, almost 30 minutes of pro wrestling between the two men's 
chamber qualifying match. I love that because it showcases how important of a spot that is inside the chamber. It's everybody's last chance to get to the main event of WrestleMania. So I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. So Dominic walked to the ring with a microphone in hand and he received his typical booze in his heat. I don't know if uh, he had the crowd manipulated or not. I'm just going to go and say I assume they manipulated the crowd. It's always the same with Dominic. But Utah was very loud tonight. I thought Utah was very good tonight. So Dom started talking and the crowd drowned him out with booze. And eventually Dom got it out that judgment day. We'll all win at the elimination chamber and then slammed his microphone down. So we start the match and Dominic eventually hit the ropes. Owens hits a shoulder block to take Dom down. Owens landed another shoulder block, another arm drag. Dom rolled to the outside. Dominic returned to the ring and he hit an arm drag of his own. But Owens comes back with a clothesline. And clotheslines Dominic over the top rope. But Owens set up for a dive. And Dominic moved out of the way. And Owens gave up on the attempt. So uh, Dominic took advantage because R-Truth showed up. Now, R-Truth, he is not in the Judgment Day. He is asking for the Miz's help here against the Judgment Day. We got British Strong Style, Pete Dune, or Pete Dunn, and Tyler Bate against the Judgment Day at the pay-per-view. I'm assuming Judgment Day will win and retain the tag team titles. And then at WrestleMania, I firmly believe we are leading to Miz and R-Truth versus uh, the Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Finn Balor. That's your WWE tag team title match at WrestleMania. So mark it in, book it. That's what's coming, and R-Truth will win the tag team titles because... That's going to be an unbelievable moment and a pop at WrestleMania. So, R-Truth comes out, and Owens was distracted. Like, what are you doing out here, man? Dominic took advantage of that, and we go to commercial break. So, the show returned. Dominic was working a chin lock, because that's all WWE does to slow the match down. It's chin lock or a headlock. The two eventually get up. They start trading elbows. Owens landed a kick to the midsection and a strong clothesline to get the upper hand. Owens then stomps a Austin-like mud hole in Dominic. Dominic once again rolled to the outside. Owens followed Dom and landed a running senton. We get back into the ring. He hits a cannonball. Owens followed it up with a beautiful-looking frog splash and got a very close three-count on it. Dominic kicks out. Owens tried to pop up powerbomb. Dominic counted into a sloppy-looking X-Factor. For a two count. Dominic then went for the three amigos. Owens blocked the third suplex and suplexed Dominic himself. And then he tried to turn it into a three amigos, but Dominic blocked the third one and hit a DDT on Owens for a two. Dominic then went for the frog splash up top. Owens moved out of the way, hit the swanton for a near fall. Dominic kicked Owens and then Owens landed on the second rope, which looked great. So Dominic went for the 619, but Owens kicked out of an attempt. Dominic starts yelling at R-Truth, who's on the outside. Now he's not in judgment day, but Dominic is asking R-Truth, get me a steel chair. If you want to be in judgment day, then go get me a steel chair. So R-Truth goes and gets Dominic a steel chair. 
He doesn't hand it to Dominic. He unfolds it. He sits in the steel chair, and this distracted Dominic enough for Owens to throw him into the ropes, give him a super kick, a pop-up powerbomb, and that was it for the win. Kevin Owens advances to the men's elimination chamber match, which right now is looking fucking stacked. Love it. And R-Truth hopped into the ring and celebrated with Kevin Owens. I'm assuming R-Truth is going to make the Judgment Day's life a living hell, not on purpose, but just because R-Truth is so clueless. And they're going to want to take it out on him at WrestleMania, and he's going to have The Miz backing him up. And they will lose. The Judgment Day will lose those tag team titles to R-Truth and Miz at WrestleMania. That is my prediction. That is my prediction. I thought this was a good match. And Owens is the right call for the Elimination Chamber. No doubt about it. Drew McIntyre. One of my favorite acts on the entire program. He is on SmackDown, even though he is a Monday Night Raw superstar. He didn't really have anything to do on this show, but he's there anyway. He was backstage. He says he needs to win the chamber for Raw, for the world title, and for the people. L.A. Knight comes in and cuts him off. He said his moment can get stolen one more time at WrestleMania. Drew says that he sees through his over-the-top personality and the attitude and the character. He says... If he doesn't win titles, fans will eventually turn on L.A. Knight. They did it to me. Knight called him an old-timer, even though he's three years older than Drew. I think Drew is 37 and L.A. Knight's pushing 40. Or is about 40. I thought L.A. Knight was younger. I thought L.A. Knight was about 36. I thought they were about the same age. But uh, according to Drew McIntyre's wiki post... Uh, L.A. Knight is 41 and Drew McIntyre is 36 years old, but L.A. Knight is standing there calling Drew McIntyre an old-timer. Things heated up. Referees eventually step in between the two. This leads to a match next week on Friday Night SmackDown, which is being taped as I speak. Spoilers will probably be out later. And R-Truth, well, not R-Truth, L.A. Knight and Drew McIntyre will battle on the go-home show before both guys get into the Elimination Chamber, which right now, I would assume, both guys are right now the odds-on favorite to walk out of the Elimination Chamber. If it's not Drew, which everybody is, is, is expecting to win the Chamber, it absolutely should be LA Knight. But what I think will happen is I do think that McIntyre will win and LA Knight will be the one to pin Logan Paul inside that Elimination Chamber match, which will eventually set up Logan Paul and L.A. Knight at WrestleMania for the United States title. So I'm going with that. I don't know how we get there, and I don't know how we get L.A. Knight pinning Logan Paul or who eliminates L.A. Knight from the match. I'm just giving you just the bare basics, the bare minimum. I think McIntyre wins it, challenges Rollins at WrestleMania for the world title, and then L.A. Knight pins Logan Paul by some way, which leads to their match at WrestleMania. There's a reason why all these guys are involved, and I think it's going to set up more than one WrestleMania match for Philadelphia. Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman stepped out of a limo. This was earlier in the evening, about 5 p.m. Mountain Time. Reigns saw Jimmy Uso and called him Big Jim. Roman Reigns was all smiles and hugged Jim Uso. 
Jimmy looked confused because he never treats Jimmy that nicely. And he told Jimmy, let's go fix everything Jay messed up. There you go. Roman's in a good mood tonight. Roman's in a good mood tonight. Kayla Braxton. She interviewed Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate about their title match at the Elimination Chamber, which will be against Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Looking forward to that because I'm a fan, big fan of Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate personally. Pete Dunne said things are going well, and all that's left is for them to slap the Judgment Day around and take their titles. Tyler Bate says that they are due for a new name. British Strong Style is not going to cut it. So he said... Our new name is the New Catch Republic. Not a fan of it. I much prefer British Strong Style. BSS. So New Catch Republic is what Tyler Bate is going to be calling them from now on. Pete Dunne didn't look impressed. I don't think anybody was. Dominic showed up. He's shown for walking through the back after his loss to Kevin Owens. And he basically said that these two guys, you two guys, you can't beat any two members of the Judgment Day. You will not win the tag team titles. So Tyler Bates suggested a match against Dominic and R-Truth next week on SmackDown. Dominic said, well, you know, joke's on you. The Judgment Day does not own our truth Our truth is not a part of the Judgment Day. But you guys, I don't know how you don't know that information. So Dunn didn't seem too amused by any of this because he's just the bruiser weight. But it looks like we're getting some British Strong Style and Judgment Day uh, appetizer for SmackDown next week before we get to Perth and that tag team title match. Zelina Vega. She went one-on-one with Tiffany Stratton. This is the women's elimination chamber qualifier, one of two that we got tonight. This went about nine minutes. Uh, I don't really, I don't really understand how people were going into this thinking that Zelina Vega was going to end up qualifying over the newly added Tiffany Stratton to SmackDown. I will say this in regards to this women's match. The right winner won, which was Tiffany Stratton. We got to do something about that moonsault. I'll get to that in a little bit. And number two, Zelina, you know, though she fits like a glove in the LWO, she's not very good at what she does in between the ropes. I mean, it is the basic of basics. None of it is terribly exciting at all, ever. But she looks great. I don't know what else you want me to say. She's just there as a bench player, and that's all she will ever be in WWE, and that's all that, as far as what I see, what she puts in, what's coming out, basically all she deserves There's no reason why she should advance anywhere past where she is now. She's not good. And I'm not amused or entertained by anything that's going on there. Just calling it like I see it. Tiffany Stratton wins here in about eight minutes. Stratton, she's showing off in the beginning of the match. Vega, 
starts fighting back. Stratton went for a stomp. Vega moved, and eventually the action goes to the outside. Vega slams Stratton on the ring apron and flips Stratton to the ground before hitting a moonsault from the middle rope onto Stratton on the outside. So Legato del Fantasma was in the middle of the ring. Or oh, they're not in the middle of the ring. They were on the outside while the action was taking place in the middle of the ring. They were front row because they don't like the LWO. So they were shown watching from the front row, and Vega started uh, mouthing off to them. We go to a commercial break. So we come back from break. Tiffany Stratton and Zelina are in the ring going blow for blow. The LWO all of a sudden walk down, walk down to the ring to even things out because they're getting a little too antsy on the outside with the uh, jaw jacking to Selena Vega. So Vega set up for 619. Stratton moved and essentially ran into a DDT from Vega. That got Zelina a two count. Stratton fought back, landed her cartwheel, Alabama slam, which is going to be her thing. This is the second week she's done it in a row. So she hits the Alabama slam. Stratton began doing a moonsault. And this is the one thing in the match that I did like from Vega. Shratton was about to do the moonsault, and when she got to the second turnbuckle, Zelina pulls out a 619 uh, on the second rope while Shratton's doing the moonsault, and she knocked Tiffany down. I enjoyed that spot. I thought that was great. So after that, Zelina hits a Meteora and gets a near three count. Shratton kicks out. Shratton rolled to the outside and eventually threw Vega into the barricade, which was right next to where Legato was all seated. Selena Vega pulled Electra Lopez over the rail and then threw her back over the rail. And she gets back into the ring where she ran into a spine buster from Stratton. And then Stratton goes up top and hits the prettiest moonsault ever, which got her the one, two, three. Now, It's called the prettiest moonsault ever. And when she ascends the ropes and flips and is in the air, it is the prettiest moonsault ever. But the landing for now, what is that, two weeks in a row? She wrestled last week and she wrestled this week. Two weeks in a row now where the prettiest moonsault ever looked anything but I think we need to rectify that very quickly. Now, that's not to say that the moonsault tonight wasn't devastating because Tiffany Stratton's knees hit Zelina right in the gut. Whatever she delivered tonight, it was probably worse than anything that was going to actually be as far as that moonsault is concerned. But it's two weeks in a row now, and Tiffany has not positioned her opponent the way she needs to for her finish. And it doesn't look like the prettiest moonsault ever. I don't want to sit here and tell you Tiffany Stratton's not good because I love Tiffany Stratton. I think think the world of Tiffany Stratton. I think she's going to be fucking fantastic. You see it already. But I think we need to get that under control. Two weeks in a row where she botched her finish because the opponent that she was in the ring with was clearly out of position. Let's get that back on track so we can start really saying it is the prettiest moonsault ever and not half of what it should be. AJ Styles. He was in the locker room 
with the rest of what is the OC. AJ was being confronted by Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and Meachin. Anderson said Styles clearly has forgotten where he came from. Styles then popped up and slapped Carl Anderson in the face. Anderson pointed at his face and told him, try it again. Try it again. Carl said, if that was anybody else that did that to me, they would not be standing here in front of me right now. Styles then got angry and turned and left as Luke Gallows was telling Anderson, listen, it's over. He's gone. It's over. I don't know where we're going with this AJ Styles OC story. We didn't see AJ on Monday Night Raw costing LA Knight the match that he had against Ivar, which we all kind of expected after LA Knight screwed AJ Styles out of the chamber match that he had with Drew McIntyre last week. We didn't see anything at all in regards to that. No mention of LA Knight. They didn't cross paths tonight. Nothing. I don't know what we are doing as far as AJ. Now, the OC, I don't know where we're going with the Good Brothers. Does AJ go back into his past and bring out some former Bullet Club members to join him in WWE? I know there's rumors going around that Tamatonga is a free agent. I believe WWE, specifically Triple H, wanted to bring in Tamatonga. He wasn't available then, or there was some sort of hiring freeze, whatever the case may be. Is AJ going to dip back into his Rolodex, start scrolling through some old friends to kind of fit this new AJ Styles gimmick? I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I'm slightly intrigued. AJ with the black jacket, the attitude, the nastiness. I don't know. It's like AJ's going dark all of a sudden. We'll see what happens. We got a vignette that was in captions, airing with damage control. The rest of what is damage control? EO, Asuka, and Kyrie Sane. EO Sky said Bailey started their group, but they took it to a new level. She said Bailey isn't who she once was, and she should sleep with one eye open. Authors of Pain. They're out there against two NXT jobbers, Javier Bernal and Bo Morris. The bell rang close to the top of the 9 o'clock hour, and AOP win in under one minute with their double-team finish, which is basically a neckbreaker slash sit-out powerbomb combination. They did their super collider and basically win in under one minute very easily in a squash match. I don't know where we're going. I don't, I don't know what's taking them so long to forward this feud with the Authors of Pain carrying Cross against Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. But I'm going to be I'm going to be brutally upfront with you guys. I I don't know what's taking so long and the fact that they're fucking stalling with this and giving us this nothing in between. 
I am losing interest very quickly. Seriously. I mean, I don't, I don't even, I don't even remember what the fucking reason was as to why the final testament is targeting Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Is there a reason? Do I need to go back and watch weeks and weeks and weeks of SmackDown or the WWE stands and WWE elitists going to come out and claim I don't watch the fucking show? If they don't put the effort in, I'm not going to give you the effort to go seek the fucking answer and give a shit about the story that you're telling. Karrion Cross got eliminated in what? 90 seconds from the Royal Rumble? He then eliminates Bobby Lashley, and we've got nothing since then. Nothing. What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? We've had a match that was supposed to take place that went to a no contest because the two brawled before the bell rung. It's the extent of it. Where is the why? What is the reason that the final testament is targeting Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits? And I don't want that to come off like I'm not liking the group. I very much like the group. I think the group's got a great aesthetic. The promos that that Cross has cut have been great. But I don't know where we're going with this. And I don't really know how much I have left to give as far as how much I care. Next week, we got the AOP versus Street Profits. Maybe, maybe we'll get a match next week. Byron Saxon interviewed Logan Paul and noted this was his first match on SmackDown. Logan said, Fans get to see him knock out The Miz live on SmackDown. And he will qualify for the Elimination Chamber. Everybody should now use the hashtag, thank you, Logan. He's going to win the Chamber. He's going to go on to WrestleMania, challenge Seth Rollins for a second year in a row. And he's going to be a double champion. Hour two, The Miz versus Logan Paul. This was the final of tonight, at least. The final men's elimination chamber qualifying match. This went about 13 minutes. Now, I said on social media, That when this was over, I did not enjoy what we were given. I just felt very bored by the match that these two guys produced. Now, I think Logan Paul is fantastic. Obviously, Logan Paul has, you know, built a lot of equity with the WWE audience. And most of what he's done so far, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins... His match with Kevin Owens was great. A lot of what Logan Paul has done has been really, really solid stuff. For a rookie, 
you can't complain about the work that he's put in. Everything that he does, every match he has, he goes out there, looks like he's been in a fucking fight, looks like he's been in a war. But I don't know, you know, how you guys are gauging and ranking Logan Paul's efforts here. I'm not going to sit here and tell you this match was bad. Maybe the first two, three minutes was bad. That botch off the moonsault, the standing moonsault, was terrible. Logan Paul did a standing moonsault, and then they scuffled for a good 20 seconds trying to fucking regroup and get to the next spot. And it looked like fucking whatever is below amateur hour. They looked terrible. But then they picked it up. The match itself wasn't bad. It wasn't terribly good. It wasn't something I'm going to go back and watch. But in my honest opinion, this was probably the worst Logan Paul effort that we've seen from him in all of his WWE runs so far. And it's easily the worst effort that he's put in since winning the United States title. This was worse than the Rey Mysterio match. The only thing the Rey Mysterio match had that gave it kind of a blah feeling was the fucking dead crowd. I don't know why the crowd was so dead in Saudi Arabia for Logan Paul. You would think that with somebody, the superstar status of Logan Paul, that that crowd, that audience would be all over that. They gave him nothing that night and it brought the match down several notches. But man, I put on social media, I didn't like this match. People are like, oh my God, how didn't you like the match, JD? I thought these guys cooked. What did you watch, bro? I don't know. I watched a very dull match that didn't really give me much of anything. That's what I watched. And no, it's not because I hate The Miz. No, it's not because I dislike Logan Paul. I don't care. I don't care. It was not good to me. If you liked it, great. I didn't like it. Now, some people were saying, obviously, Logan Paul is still green. Sure. Logan Paul has four months to practice for his big matches at these major shows, and he probably didn't have a lot of time to practice with The Miz. All these other excuses I was getting from Miz fans and Logan fans and one thread on Twitter. I'm like, holy shit, man. God, I got to mute this fucking conversation. But the outcome yielded the right winner. That's all I will say. There's no reason why the Miz should be going to the Elimination Chamber. So, we will pick it up after the commercial break. Logan Paul hit a split leg drop and posed on top of the Miz for a two. So, the moonsault spot happened right in the beginning. He had a crossbody, went for a standing moonsault. Miz got the knees up. Logan Paul fucked up the moonsault because I don't know where he was standing or where he thought he was, but he was so out of position on the standing moonsault that it just fucked up whatever they were trying to do next. They scuffled for about 20 seconds to get back on track, and they finally got back on track. At this time, the camera was focusing on the skybox. Apparently, during this match... Nick Aldis was shown sitting in the skybox with Braun Breaker, Liv Morgan, Jade Cargill, and Bianca Belair. 
I don't know why Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair were there, but I guess they were there to see the other women qualify for the chamber. And Jade Cargill is teasing about signing a contract to Friday Night SmackDown. So is Braun Breaker. So after the split-legged leg drop and him posing on top of Miz, he goes for cover, gets a two-count. Logan Paul chopped Miz repeatedly. Miz moved and then returns the favor on Logan Paul. Miz kicked Paul with a handful of kicks, leading to the it kicks or his stolen yes kicks. Crowd was very pro-Miz here. Miz landed a clothesline. Miz was on the apron. Logan Paul ran at Miz and dodged him, and Miz went into the ring post. Paul then hit a leaping clothesline and a frog splash onto Miz, who was on the apron, and we go to a commercial break. So we come back from break. Miz and Logan Paul were in the middle of the ring, both doubled down. Miz punched Paul a bunch of times. He followed up with some clotheslines. He then hits a flatliner, sloppy, for a two count. Miz then set up for a skull-crushing finale, but Logan Paul works his way out of it. Miz lands a code breaker from the second rope, and he goes back to the it kicks. But at this point, Miz went for Logan Paul's knee, and he applied a figure four, but Logan Paul raked the eyes, and then Logan Paul hit his own version of the skull-crushing finale, which did not look good, for a near fall. Miz is working a figure four again, but Logan Paul got to the ropes for a break. So the action goes to the outside. Logan Paul ran Miz into the apron. He then rolled Miz into the ring. And that same friend of his, the same guy we always see handing him brass knuckles, was out there in the front row, and he hands Logan Paul again brass knuckles. Miz sees this. He knocks the knuckles out of Logan Paul's hand. He picks them up. The referee sees Miz with the brass knuckles and starts yelling at the Miz, put them down or I will disqualify you. So Miz threw the knuckles away in frustration, and he gets back into the ring. Logan Paul hits a skull-crushing finale on Miz, and I don't know what he hit him with. I don't know what he finished him off with. It looked like a reverse skull-crushing finale. It was a skull-crushing finale, but like backwards. And then Logan Paul got the victory for a 1-2-3, and that was basically it. So it really wasn't a skull-crushing finale, it was more like an STO, but Logan Paul gets the victory, as everybody should have expected here, and he advances to the Elimination Chamber, and the Men's Chamber is absolutely stacked. Good on them. Looking forward to the Men's Chamber match one week from tomorrow in Australia. Decent match. It wasn't uh, anything to cry home about. And for all the people that didn't like that I didn't like the match, you will sleep peacefully tonight and wake up tomorrow morning. Hopefully not with four inches of snow like uh, apparently New York is reportedly to get after I just fucking shoveled the goddamn driveway and the Mustang out of its snowy prison. More snow. Unnecessarily. Please take me out of this fucking God, God forbid, godforsaken state and put me somewhere warm. Please. Tiffany Stratton. She, supposedly, she, she made her way up to the skybox, wherever uh, Nick Aldis was. Tiffany Stratton spoke to uh, Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair up in the skybox. Jade Cargill broke up Tiffany Stratton yelling at the other ladies who were uh, all yelling at each other. 
And she complained that Tiffany Stratton interrupted her big business. Really now? So Jade Cargill's got some big business to attend to. That's great. I'm assuming your old boss has big business to conduct as well on March 13th in Boss Tom. I don't know what big business Jade is conducting, but whatever, man. Whatever brand you're putting her on, just get her out there. I don't think she's ready yet, but for the fucking uh, geeks online, they want that uh, they want that debut imminent. Stratton left. Nick Aldis told her to leave. Stratton left with Braun Breaker and Jade Cargill with Nick Aldis. Apparently, Braun Breaker is teasing signing a SmackDown contract. Grayson Waller was seen talking to Paul Heyman in the back. And uh, Grayson Waller is going to be conducting a Grayson Waller effect in Australia with Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. Maybe, maybe. We'll get an explanation as to why Cody gave up his title match to Roman uh, to uh, Rock and did not want Roman at WrestleMania. Maybe. If there's anybody that's going to get that answer out of Cody, it could be Grayson Waller. Naomi. She went on one with Alba Fire. This was a women's qualifying match for the Elimination Chamber. Alba Fire replaced Shotzi who apparently uh, got a major injury, suffered a major injury on NXT this past week, which I think you guys will see on Tuesday. They taped it. Apparently, Shotzi injured herself in a match against Lyra Valkyria. Who? Listen, man, if I need to explain to you who Lyra Valkyria is, I I, I can't do it. I... I, I uh, she's like a, a, a mini a mini Becky Lynch. Okay, I, I got it. I, she's Irish. Great, great. Lyra Valkyria. Okay. Don't know what Shotzi's doing in the ring on NXT against Ly- Lyra Valkyria, but, I mean, who watches NXT nowadays? Only the fucking uh, Gen Zers out there watch NXT. Fuck out of here. Get the remaining black and gold essence off that show on the main roster so that show can just fucking disappear on the CW network, please. Dijak, Carmelo, Braun, Roxanne. Let's get them out of there, please. Seriously. Naomi. She got a new theme. Not a fan. Not a fan. I, I, I don't know why... They felt the need to change Naomi's theme. It does not hit like the old theme does. But that's what happens when you got your themes written by Jeff Rebel. Great job there. There's one change I'd make. I'd get Jeff Rebel the fuck out of there and get some competent musicians who actually write for the talent instead of just some generic fucking uh, WWE 2K community creations. Nobody expected Alba Fire to win here. Nobody. Naomi, after the break, well, before the break, Alba was in control. Naomi landed a bulldog on the ring steps. We go to commercial break. Back from break, Naomi is still in control. Kicked Alba Fire, followed up with a clothesline, head scissor takedown. Naomi landed a dropkick and a bulldog for a two count. 
Naomi went to the top and executed a big crossbody. And then Fire face-planted Naomi in retaliation for a two-count. Alba launched Naomi into the ropes, and Isla Dawn, behind the referee's back, punched Naomi. Fire got a two-count because of this interference. Ultimately, Naomi kicked Dawn and sank in her finisher on Fire until Fire tapped out. Naomi. This was her first match back in WWE. I don't know why anybody would expect her to lose. So Naomi's going to the chamber, a chamber match. She will not win. And we'll see what she does one week from tomorrow. Should be good. The women's chamber is just as stacked as the men's is. Bailey was backstage. She was shown walking backstage and she was interrupted by Dakota Kai. The story is now which side is Dakota Kai on? She approached Bailey, panicked. She said the girls are coming for her and she needs her help. Really? I didn't hear the ladies mention anything about Dakota Kai. I think this is all a setup. This is all a setup. This is fucking pro wrestling one-on-one here. Dakota, she's still working with the old ladies because she's going to befriend Bailey and let her guard down and they're all going to beat her up and Bailey's going to be left with no one until she beats them all at WrestleMania. That's the way I see it. I smell it from a mile away. She said the girls are coming for her and she needs Bailey's help. Bailey said she saw what they said, but this has been going on for months and she's not sure she can trust her. Dakota pushed Bailey to trust her because she's really right now in a situation where she thinks things are going to get better. Bailey said she couldn't do that right now and walked away from Dakota Kai, who was disappointed. Did they mention Dakota? They did mention her. I'm sorry. I didn't write it in my notes. I just, I just had, uh, I just had Bailey. It's all a fucking whatever. It's all, it's all set up. It's all set up. I must have not included that in my notes. Sorry. I think Dakota is in on it with the ladies. Is what I'm. That's the gist of it. Dakota's in on it with the ladies, and Bailey's going to get screwed over. He'll turn coming, or uh, I should say, uh, not really a heel turn, but a betrayal. Nick Aldis, he was on stage and announced that he was going to sign Braun Breaker to a SmackDown contract. Braun Breaker walked out and signed the contract with great enthusiasm. Breaker walked out and signed the contract, and they had two photographers shooting him as he signed the contract, and Aldis raised the hand of Braun Breaker, and that was basically it. I like this. Braun Breaker on SmackDown. The reason why I like Braun Breaker on SmackDown over Braun Breaker being on Raw is because they could set the table for Braun Breaker to be the newest Paul Heyman guy. If I don't see it, I will be greatly disappointed. It needs to happen. Braun Breaker in the Heyman camp. We're going to need a new beast. We're going to need someone that's going to fill the shoes of Brock, who's probably never coming back. I think Braun Breaker fits that mold perfectly. Next week, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate versus Dominic Mysterio and R-Truth. Or is it J.D. McFish? I don't know. One or the other. 
Graves plugged the Street Profits versus AOP. And Braun Breaker will make his SmackDown debut next week. If you guys have not seen Braun Breaker wrestle, it is as explosive as anything. Braun Breaker has the best spear in the business. Period. You will see that next week. The main event, which was basically Naomi and Alba Fire, but the last segment of the night was the bloodline. Roman Reigns took forever to get to the ring. Maybe in these moments where we need more explanation from Dwayne, maybe Roman can cut his fucking entrance from nine minutes to maybe five minutes. Maybe. Bloodline makes their way out to the ring. Roman Reigns asks Salt Lake City to acknowledge him. They did. He says he wants to be honest with the fans. The people of Utah, you are all idiots. They all booed. He says when they all get together, Utah is pretty dumb. He said tonight is a big night. And he doesn't want them to ruin it because when his cousin comes out, they might go into catchphrases and think he's so funny. Everything we say has meaning. Everything we say has purpose. It is information you need to understand. Tonight is history. Tonight is the greatest night ever In WWE. Fans at this point began chanting, Cody, Cody. Reigns paused and said, oh yeah, yeah, that guy. The guy who ruined everything. Yeah, Cody. He said, tonight is the first night they can say to them that The Rock is a member of the bloodline. Rock walked out. He's wearing his Hollywood Rock Versace vest. He showed off, or either that or or The Rock was cosplaying as big boy Ricky Starks. He showed off his goosebumps. Rock shows off his goosebumps, and we got a commercial break. So we get back from the commercial break, which we didn't really need at this point. Another five minutes or so that The Rock could have explained himself. Rock says, now before The Rock drops some gospel on you, The Rock has got some good news to share. He says, it'll make them happy. He says, they have broken an indoor attendance record for the state of Utah. They went to a wide angle of the upper deck and they showed the full Packed out SmackDown show that Tony Khan dreams he could do to fill a random episode of Dynamite. I'm sorry, guys. Is that uh, that not up your alley? Should I not make fun of? It's about a 50-50 split. Should I I not make fun of AEW's attendance records? Or or, or attendance on a week-to-week basis for Dynamite? The fact that they're uh, selling only 2,000 tickets to uh, places that fill 12,000? No? Okay. Sorry. 
One day they'll get it right. One day. One day, man. We'll be waiting. We'll be waiting. They went to a wide angle of the sold-out Utah crowd. He says they broke the record for the largest gathering of trailer park trash that he's ever seen. So, he goes on to say, if they didn't like that, they'll love this. Finally! He then paused as the fans started booing him. He asked if they're sure they want to boo The Rock. Are you sure you want to boo The Rock? Finally! Your life has meaning. Finally, you and your 50 wives will have a story to tell your 600 inbred children. He says they can say they've seen greatness in person because finally, The Rock has returned to Salt Lake City. Now, we did get some Rocky chants because everybody still loves The Rock's shtick. So Rock says that they've brought out a side of The Rock that people have not seen in years. And it's always lived inside of him. Then he threatened to slap the herpes off of some fat guy sitting by ringside I guess he was saying something to The Rock. Shut your mouth before I slap the herpes off your lips. To someone who was heckling The Rock at front, uh, in, in the front row. He says, the fans, you all have Rock versus Roman in your hands. The biggest WrestleMania match ever. And you just let it go. Let it go. He says it's the same as if they, all these people, he calls Cody crybabies. These are the same people that sat on the toilet the same day and in a whiny voice tweeted their displeasure. We want Cody. We want Cody. The Rock says he had a question for all the Cody crybabies. What is Cody's story? I don't know, Dwayne. That's a good question. What is, what is Cody's story? He said Roman beat Cody last year, and they want him to now get another chance. He asked the fans to try to apply that logic to sports. Now, this is where things got a little, uh, you know, I'm waiting for some fucking unintelligent check mark who thinks he's verified because he pays for Twitter, some un- unintelligent check mark on social media to explain this logic to me. He asks what Cody's story is, and then he says, Roman beat Cody last year, but now he wants another chance. Then he asks fans to try and apply that logic to sports. I'm going to stop there. You know, Rock, I don't know, man. It, you know, it seems like you might have been around the block once or twice, Right? You main evented at WrestleMania once or twice in your career. Fantastic. I don't give a shit if you're going to go on social media and explain to me and to everybody else why The Rock said what he said and try to apply it because The Rock is a heel. There's such a thing as a heel, a smart heel, a prick, and a dumb heel. Okay? 
the dumb heel, though he may be great character-wise, he's a fucking idiot. The prick heel, the prick heel is witty, sarcastic, he speaks with logic, and everybody just genuinely hates him for the right reasons. How does that make any sense? So, Cody, we want Cody to wrestle Roman, and Rock is basically telling us that Cody doesn't deserve it because he did nothing to get another chance. He won the fucking Royal Rumble. He won the Royal Rumble. I, I, I don't know what else we, we need to apply here. He's one of four people who won back-to-back Rumbles. Cody, Austin, Shawn Michaels, and what, Hulk Hogan? One of four men in the 35 years of the history of the Royal Rumble. And and you want to proclaim to me that we cried because Cody doesn't deserve it. Some logic there, huh? I don't know. Then he tries to apply this logic to sports, and he says this. He said the 49ers just lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. <coughs> Rigged. <coughs> Sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm battling a bug. Let me, let me uh, my, my throat's all dry. Let me uh, take a sip of my liquid death there. <coughs> Rigged. <coughs> But they didn't say they have a story to finish. He says they took their loss like men and moved on like men. I, I'm, I'm not sure where The Rock is getting his logic here. Uh, I didn't realize the San Francisco 49ers won the Royal Rumble. How are you applying that to Cody Rhodes? How are you applying that to Cody Rhodes? The San Francisco 49ers worked their ass off to get to the Super Bowl. They went through a grueling NFL playoff schedule to get to the Super Bowl. Cody Rhodes went through a grueling Royal Rumble to win back-to-back Rumbles to main event WrestleMania. How are you applying that to Cody How are you trying to use that in your argument when both the San Francisco 49ers and Cody Rhodes worked to deserve the opportunity to play for a championship, to wrestle for a championship? I think The Rock missed the boat on that one. I think The Rock missed the boat on that one. So Michael Jordan came into Utah and crushed the dreams of the Utah Jazz. I don't know about you guys, but when I played NBA Jam, my team was either the Utah Jazz with Malone and Stockton or the Seattle Supersonics with Sean Kemp and Chris Mullen. Don't don't look at me like I'm weird, man. I know you all played as Chris Mullen, man. The guy had like a 99 three-point average in the fucking game. Give me a break. From downtown... He's heating up. He's on fire. Come on, man. Everybody use Chris Mullen. 
John Stockton was pretty good too, man. I'll give I'll give the last, that's the that's the reason why I played at the Jazz, man. Stockton with that throw for that three point bomb. Come on. Oh, who was it? Gary was it Gary Payton? Was it Gary Payton? I thought it was Chris Mullen. What was what was Chris Mullen on the? Uh, no, Chris Mullen was on the uh, Golden State Warriors, wasn't he? One of them. Whatever team Chris Mullen was on, I don't know. Gary Payton. Now, Gary Payton, Gary Payton, now listen, man, you're not using Gary Payton to threes. I'm sorry. Not over Chris Mullen. Now, Reggie Miller, Jesse says Reggie Miller was, uh, I tell you, man, Reggie Miller was a fucking beast as well. Seriously. And wherever, yeah, Mullen was on the war. Yeah, well, wherever Mullen was, man, forget about it. That's where I played. Um, moving on. I was talking about fucking NBA Jam. Um, he says, Michael Jordan ended the Utah dream story. The Utah Jazz took a beating like men and moved on and worked their asses off to get right back on top. I don't really, I don't really understand this. Like, what, what is he saying? Like, Cody didn't, I mean, they put Cody in a fucking feud with Brock Lesnar. For four months with no explanation. And he got his ass beat every fucking week. Where, are we, where is this logic coming from that Cody doesn't deserve it? Like, I get it. Rock is a heel. I get it. But fucking Christ, man. If you're going to denounce winning the Royal Rumble back-to-back years, I don't think that's the right way to go about it. I really don't. So... He says, in the real world, you don't get a shot at another story just because you want it. He won the fucking Royal Rumble. (laughs) He says, they don't understand because you're spoiled, entitled, little crybaby bitches. He says, he'll do everything in his power to be sure Cody walks out of WrestleMania as a loser. So Cody's story is ending, and theirs is just beginning. He said, if you smell dot, 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 then it's all the fans. Their privilege of singing along with him is over, so enjoy the ride silently. He finished the catchphrase and said, if you smell what the bloodline is cooking. And the show quickly went off the air. The Rock said nothing of note. Literally nothing of note. This was basically WWE. You know, this is how WWE works, man. You know, after the press conference, you you thought that you were going to get Rock and Roman and Cody or some sort of continuation coming out of the press conference. They played you because we all expected someone to be there. Nobody. Cody, Roman, and Rock were not there. Triple H was there. Triple H gave an emphatic promo about who runs the fucking joint, and it's him. Denouncing Cody Rhodes or uh, Roman and and Rock and what they did and proclaiming that Cody and Roman is the main event for WrestleMania. I don't give a shit what seat you're sitting at or if you're the head of the table, this table, that table. Everything goes through me. Everything. Some people think that they have the power to, to, to make changes and throw their power around. No. Everything goes through me. They didn't even include these three men on the show last week. 
And then they hyped up that Roman and Rock are going to be here this week. So we had, we had to wait another week for their explanation. And then when we get to that week, which is tonight, they don't give us the explanation that is needed. We got nothing. But I don't want to make it sound like I did not enjoy The Rock's heel. This is exactly what we needed. The character that we're getting is exactly where they needed to pivot to. Whatever The Rock gave us tonight is a thousand times better than what we were originally going to get at the beginning of this. Because it was going to be heel Roman against babyface Rock. That would have fucked. That would have got stale very quickly. Now we got Hollywood Rock. So the presentation of Rock is great. But man, oh man, he made absolutely zero sense in anything he said tonight. He denounced Cody. He denounced the Rumble. He tried to make really, really shitty analogies comparing Cody winning the Rumble to, or Cody finishing his story to the San Francisco 49ers and the San Francisco Chiefs, saying the San Francisco 49ers lost the Super Bowl to the Chiefs and they took their ball and walked away like men. They're going to work just as hard to get back next year. The Utah Jazz, Michael Jordan blew them out, right? Utah Jazz, Malone and Stockton took their ball and walked away like men to work their way back to the top. What the fuck do you think Cody Rhodes did? But I get it. I get it. Every single troll who hides behind a fake profile picture that's got a check mark thinking that there's some big shit in the IWC. They're going to go out there and claim, well, well, The Rock did and said what he said because he's a heel. He's bigger than Cody. He's bigger than the Rumble. He deserves the main event because he's Hollywood Rock. No, 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 no. You can play a heel. You can play a heel. Don't give me a fucking dumb heel who's got the IQ of a fucking mouse sitting on my desk or the IQ of a fucking can of soda or seltzer water. None of it made sense. But that's what they're going to go and use as an excuse. Oh, you didn't like it, but this is why The Rock said what he said. I don't give a fuck. The Rock said nothing. The only thing that The Rock needed to say was what Triple H said to him a week prior. That's the only thing I gave a shit about tonight. What does Rock have to do with Cody now? Rock has nothing to do with Cody. He slapped Cody. Cody didn't really say anything in rebuttal to The Rock. As far as I'm concerned, Cody was okay with being slapped. If Cody had a problem with The Rock, he knew exactly where The Rock was going to be in Utah. Why didn't he show up? Everybody else is making the jump from Raw to SmackDown where they don't belong on SmackDown. Why can't Cody? No, but you don't want to talk about that and have a discussion about those clear logic gaps in the story. If Cody had a problem with Rock and wants to slap Rock, where the fuck is he? Why didn't he show up? Why denounce Cody winning the Royal Rumble twice? than to make analogies about it in the worst way possible, like the fucking winner of the Royal Rumble for two years in a row didn't work his way back, like the teams that you described in your promo that didn't make any sense. 
Where's the explanation for what Triple H said last week? Why didn't you address that? He basically told you to know your role. Your power doesn't mean anything. I'm the one who books the fucking show. It goes through me. I make the matches. I don't give a shit where you're seated at the table. That's not enough for you to conjure up a fucking rebuttal this week? But most of the community is going to be blinded because it's Dwayne and it's the WrestleMania main event. And he turned into Hollywood Rock. That's how far the IQ levels of the community go. They don't want to have a discussion about why it makes sense. They just want to be entertained. I don't give a fuck. You can be entertained while also making it make sense. Imagine watching a fucking show. Your favorite show. Your movie. Your favorite movie. Whatever the case may be. If you watched something and then they went to do something else and tell a part of the story about something else and didn't go back to the fucking reason why the overall story exists, never to come back to it, aren't you going to question why? I don't get it. Imagine watching John Wick and and, and you didn't see the fucking entire beginning of, of the first movie. And, and, and then you're sitting there wondering, well, why the fuck is John Wick such an angry guy killing everybody? What is the reason he wants revenge on everybody? And you didn't get that main reason why. Imagine that. I don't get it. It's unbelievable. Imagine we imagine we didn't get fucking Frodo Baggins finding the fucking ring of power. If we didn't get Frodo finding the ring, what would the point of Lord of the Rings be? Yeah, let me follow these hobbits and these elves and these dwarves through fucking Mordor as they go battle fucking uh, the Eye and dragons and Saruman and all these other fucking goblins and demons. For what? They all want the ring. Imagine that. Holy shit. You guys are fucking ridiculous. Seriously. That's what The Rock did tonight. He left out everything that he needed to talk about just because, oh, it's Hollywood Rock. It's going to be okay. Ridiculous. You got to do better than that, man. You got to do better than that. Enough with the excuses. Enough. I'm here for logic. They've already fucked this thing up. They try to reroute the plans, and now they're going back to their what the plan should be, and they still don't know how to tell the fucking story. We got a power struggle. We got Cody giving up his WrestleMania match to The Rock. Neither one of these things have been discussed. Cody's not going to end up explaining why he gave it to The Rock, and now we got to wait three weeks to find out what The Rock thinks about Triple H's words. Isn't The Rock Triple H's boss? Or are we not supposed to know that? Do better. Seriously. Give me a fucking break. Very, very disappointed with what they gave us tonight. Thank you guys very much for all your support. If you indeed enjoyed the video tonight, I would really appreciate you... uh, Hit that thumbs up. 
Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I would love if we could get... I think we got over 1,000. Yeah, we got... Can we get to 1,200 likes tonight? Can we get to 1,200 likes right here on OTS tonight? Sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped. I don't know what you guys are doing for the first couple of months of 2024, man. But I'll tell you what. You want to look your best, feel your best, smell your best. You guys are going to need to hit up Manscaped as they have their new lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. You know, we talked about video games earlier, man. I think The Rock and Roman ran out of lives. Seriously. Like James in the chat earlier, he ran out of lives. Talking to me about Vince McMahon when I've been anti-Vince for as long as I've been a podcaster. The Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra from Manscaped is basically your cheat code. You want to look good at your cheat code. Turn the page on Ultra Confidence this year with the 5.0 Ultra. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide. Manscaped.com. Use code SCRIPT20 for 20% off and free shipping. We got the Lawnmower. It's equipped with two skin-safe blades, one standard for taking a little off the top, and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. And for my guys out there who want the full grooming experience, you can go with the Performance Package 5.0. You're going to get the lawnmower. You're going to get the Weed Whacker, the Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. You're going to get the Crop Pro... The Crop Soother and the Anti-Chafing Boldiorum, the Crop Reviver. Yeah. So make sure you guys go get that. And you're going to get the Boxers 2.0 and the Shed Travel Bag 2.0, which is my my personal favorite thing in the entire set, is the bag. So make sure you guys go out and get that today. 20% off, free shipping. Code script 20 at manscaped.com. Embrace a new you. And definitely embrace a new trimmer, courtesy of Manscaped. Get to these super chats. Uh, Jesse! Jesse, if you're in the chat, I think now would be a right time to link me in the chat so I can pin your YouTube channel link at the top of the comment section. Make sure you guys go do that. Michael Krause with the $2 Super Chat. Good Friday, JD. I hope you have a great weekend, bro. Thank you, Michael. Michael Krause also with the two months. I just wanted to say thank you for all the hard work you put in each and every week. Everyone here in the LTS family are thankful for you, JD. OTS for life. Thank you so much, Michael. After this stream is over, you guys could go to Jesse's birthday stream and help him celebrate. Buy him a couple of shots of Crown Royale. I pinned it at the top of the live stream chat right now. Beyond the script with the 29 months. 29 months. JD, I was wondering, could The Rock be Vince's last gasp to regaining control of creative after the allegations are over? No. Vince is gone. 
JF with a 499. How do you feel about the darker lighting on Raw and Smack and a bit of a gritty look? I love it. Reminds me of the old NXT. Vinny with a 199. That rock promo was dog shit. Well, let me know how you really feel, Vinny. Holy shit. Andy Suppers with the $2 Super Chat. Man, WWE specially failed at the end tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Ted Turner with a $1 Super Chat. No message? You know, you, you would figure Ted Turner, a billionaire, would donate more than $1. Akachi Ra, 29 months. The Rock didn't even mention Triple H. Why are we not consistent with last week? Bro, I have no idea. You know, and then the irrelevant geeks on social media will complain that I didn't like it. Meanwhile, am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. Michelle Moran with the $2 Super Chat. Last segment was underwhelming. Hoped for more. Tony Brown, $4.99. JD, my head nearly exploded due to all the fresh booty meat. Tony. There was a lot. There was a lot. Lord J with a 4 in Super Chat. Not sure I understood Rock's logic tonight. Cody lost last year, so his Royal Rumble win shouldn't count. Now, that's going to be overlooked, bro, because Hollywood Rock wore the vest tonight. Everything else he said doesn't matter. Vinny with a 199. Rock can't even pose right. He had his thumb out. Did he? Did he? He did this? He didn't do this? I don't know. Shamworld with the $5 Super Chat. I am so glad I waited through 25 commercials to see that segment from The Rock. Does he not know that Cody won the Rumble to earn his rematch versus Roman? I have no idea, man. Ali, thank you again, brother, for the $100 Super Chat. Vincent Tarantini. 21 months. Let's recognize the number one motherfucking man in the IWC. JD. Thank you, brother. Andy Windbreaker with a new membership. Andy, what the fuck are you drinking, Andy? Oh, you made an L. Krauser. $2 Super Chat Rocks promo was pretty bad. Made no sense. I agree. Andy Suppers with the two. Happy birthday, Jesse. I have the same day, 17th. Happy birthday, Andy. It is officially your birthday. The Polish Sausage with a Australian $79.99. He says, you're the fucking man, JD. Cheers for the stuff. You do nothing better than a cold-ass beer after a hottest fuck day after work down here in Australia. And kicking back with you and the OTS family. Cheers. That sounds beautiful. Sausage. Thank you, brother. 
JD from New York is the biggest Cody crybaby. Yeah, you know what else is not crying, Lewis? My fucking bank account after last month. I'll cry all the way, man, to WrestleMania. Fuck out of here. Maybe all the other streams and all the other podcasters should cry a little bit more, too. Maybe I wouldn't be four times bigger as far as the audience live compared to them. with a $100 super chat. Happy Friday, JD, and happy birthday, Jesse. When do you think we'll see The Rock and Cody in the same ring? I don't know, man. I really don't know, Adam. For all we know, it'll be like two weeks before WrestleMania. Adam, thank you, brother, for your generosity. Theo with a $19.99 super chat. JD, happy Friday, bro. Drinks on me. What do you think happens at Mania between Roman and Cody? How do you think the match ends out happening? Cody wins the title, needs to finish the story. Seriously. Eric Newton. He's got a 100. In Super Chat. Just want to say happy birthday to Jesse, and I'm also celebrating my 38th birthday today. Enjoy a nice Crown Royale vanilla while listening to the Master of Puppets album. Cheers, OTS family. Man, oh man, Eric Newton, happy birthday, brother. Everybody, make sure you wish my guy Eric Newton a happy birthday as well. And it's funny, Eric, I was listening to Master of Puppets today while I was on the treadmill at the gym, man. Yeah, I know everybody goes towards Battery or the title track being their favorite song, man. Leper Messiah is a great fucking song. Love that album. Love Master of Puppets. Thank you again, brother, for your generosity right here on OTS. Let's get some more music going here. Michael Krause with the $2 Super Jet. Seems like we are trying to keep hashtag pivot alive. Why is there so many people getting banned in the chat? Can we calm down on that? Like, can we seriously calm down on people like, unless, unless they are saying something derogatory or hateful to me, or they're really causing a fucking riot in the chat for, uh, for no reason, then I don't know why we're banning people. Let's let's calm down on the banning, please. The only reason why anybody should be banned is if they're talking shit to me. Tony Leone with a five. The Rock makes no sense right now. Cody dusted himself off, won the Rumble again, earning his title shot. Promo was not good in my opinion, or am I crazy? No, Tony, you're not wrong. Whitney Oliver with a 15 month. Seth Rollins has performed like nobody's business. Seth is great. 
All right, if they're, if they're legitimately talking shit to me, then get them out. That's the only reason why people should be benched. Fixes a bind with the $10 Super Chat. I sold my WrestleMania night one ticket after Rock took Cody out of the main event. I'm not even sorry I sold it. But I did want to do the meetup. Maybe I'll still might, maybe I'll still might drive up there to PA for that. Uh, I don't know what we're doing for a meetup fixes. Um, I'm gonna try get I'm gonna try and get involved and do a bunch of things. Um, I know Drew and I may go to Wale Mania. I got House of Glory on Friday. Um, Saturday we're supposed to be doing a live show. Something. Mike 43 with a $2 Super Chat. Rock did Bloodline sign wrong. He did guns up. They they said he did this. An L for the Cody losers. Stu Sexton with a 47 months. He's one month away from the Mustang emote. That voice he does when it's a point that he doesn't agree with is annoying as fuck. Who are you talking about, bro? Fernando, who are you talking about? You better be talking about Dwayne. You better be talking about Dwayne, bro. Keep speaking facts, JD. Everyone will keep tuning in. The best in the IWC. OTS for life. Love you, Stu. Thank you, man. Chaotic with a 999. I know we still want some explanations. Not sure if WWE's pride will allow us some clarity. I did notice some Easter eggs in the Rock's promo, though. Cody and Rock plotting. Keep up the great work, JD. You know, now that you mention that, Chaotic, that is very interesting. That is very interesting that you bring that to the equation. Could it be a setup? Sure. Do I think WWE is smart enough to do something like that? I don't know. I don't think Rock and Roman being in the bloodline for two months is good business. I don't. I think it needs to be longer than just through WrestleMania. It needs to be after WrestleMania. I don't know, Fernando got really quiet. Right now, my mouse is hovering on bench. But I'm waiting to see what he says, if he says anything. Uh, Muhammad with a five. Our truth and Judgment Day is basically like Sammy and the Bloodline. Yeah, similar. There's similar qualities there. Jamel Turney with a 499. What do you think about Tiffany eliminating Belair and then beating Belair clean at WrestleMania, really establishing her as a top star? Love it. Absolutely love it. Ariel Assassin with a 199. Seth Cody promo on Raw was way better. Yes. Seth has out promoed Rock, Roman, and Cody. Yeah, I know. They, they they think I don't see the chat. They think I don't see the fucking chat. I see everything. You want to talk shit? Go ahead.
Grippy Sock Vacation with a 199. Chances Roman Logan walk out of Manny as top champs. Uh, both will lose their titles. You know what? Just because I want to be a prick, Fernando is now benched. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Fernando. I fucking hate that name as well. Nando. Fernando. Sorry if any good Fernandos out there. I knew of a Fernando. He was a fucking prick. Uh, Roman and Logan lose at WrestleMania. D-Man 70 with 199. JD was spot on tonight. SmackDown sucked. Thank you, D-Man. Hey, Alexis with the $2 Super Jet. Just got my Manscaped kit. Thanks for your code. Thank you, Alexis. Krauser, $2 Super Chat. The Bloodline is my favorite duo in WWE history. The Rock is literally off the script. He is oblivious. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Zero Chill. Is that Chill or Chi? Tim Chi. Tim O'Chi. $10 Super Chat. The Rock trying to say Cody is still a little boy, but Cody has done a lot in the past 10 years, no? So I guess the story is Cody is still Dusty's kid, not his own man, which is crazy to me. Adam Casper with a $5 Super Chat. No AEW collision tomorrow night because of the NBA All-Star Saturday night. Will be better for sure. Oh, good. I don't have to force myself to watch two hours of mid-wrestling. Great. Rich Mulatto with a 199. Would Triple H have booked Miz as champ in 2011? I don't know. Miz was actually great back then. Now, not so much. Why reality sucks. Final Super Chat. Rock asking, what is Cody's story was hilarious. What is his story then? Show up and steal main events? Yeah, right, Hollywood dumb. Rich Mulatto with a 199. My wiki wiki is smooth as butter. Thanks, Madscape. Rich, happy to hear it. Samurai Fuch. What a final super chat. Rock's logic is even stupider because Cody also manned up and fought through Brock and Judgment Day and all before the Rumble too. Trash. You'll get uh, you'll get all these fucking people that think they're uber popular that have no friends in real life on social media. All these IWC accounts, right? You know who they are. I'm not even going to give them the satisfaction of name dropping them. They're all uh, they'll all complain. Oh, well, JD, he's a cancer. He's a kid to the, to the community. Fernando doesn't like this voice. Fuck them and fuck Fernando. El Malato with a 499. What's up, JD? The show was a clusterfuck and Rock's promo absolutely sucked. Promo felt like a Bruce Pritchard script. Fuck out of here. Only Rollins is stepping up. 
I can't even, I can't even, uh, I can't even say you're wrong, Mulatto. I can't. Joseph Taylor, $5 Super J, two years, been subscribed to your channel, and favorite opening match in WrestleMania history, my favorite WrestleMania 23 Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, I don't know, man, but I'm going to say Brian Triple H. Just because of what the match meant to the overall story. Uh, Colby Duran with a 499. What's up, JD? Pulled a Mew from Paldean Fates. That's worth a good amount. Hope you get some good pulls. Good stream tonight. OTS for life. Ah, uh, yeah, man. I got uh, 5, 10, 15, 24 packs sitting over there that I have not opened yet. And I got another 66 packs or so coming at the end of the month. I don't know. Adam Casper with a $5 Super Jow. When do you think Jade will pick between Raw and SmackDown? Probably after the Chamber. Joseph Taylor with $2 Super Jow. Drew McIntyre wins the Elimination Chamber. Me too. Why Reality Sucks with a $5 Super Jow. Hey, Jade, if Cody loses again, will he become the American jobber and not regain any momentum? Oh, yeah. Fuck WWE. Don't you dare. Now, Cody's winning at WrestleMania. Gone. With a $5 Super Chat. Rock tonight felt like he was sending subtle shots of taking the bloodline away. Mirrors his nation days with Farouk over Hollywood Rock. Just me? Yeah, listen, man. Anything is in play. Anything. And Adam Cass with a $5 Super Chat. Definitely happy Braun made it to the SmackDown roster. Yes. Love Braun Breaker. Love Braun Breaker, man. Guys, it is time to go infiltrate and raid Shottown Smarks stream. It's Jesse's birthday, man. Let's go celebrate with him over there. I'm not gonna say. I, listen, I got uh, I got videos to make, so I'm gonna be uh, working after the stream is over. But listen, go and hang out with Jesse, man. Link is pinned at the top of the live stream chat. Thank you guys for a great stream. We had 3,500 in here. Excellent discussion. We always bring facts to the table. There's one thing you guys need to know about this show. We always bring logic and facts to the table. If you don't like it, go be like Fernando and fuck off. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206X, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out the other content on the channel. Continue to hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button down below. And I'll see you back in the sub boxes tomorrow afternoon with more right here on OTS. I will see you guys tomorrow, man. Have a good night. And happy birthday once again to the Shytown Town Smart. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>